0: Oncology Data Advisor. Today, Lily Shockney, Professor of Surgery at Johns Hopkins University, will be discussing symptom management and quality of life preservation for patients with breast cancer. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So how can we empower women so that they speak up for themselves and let their doctors know when they're suffering with symptoms that impact their quality of life?
1: So the patient needs to be her own advocate, though I hope that she has a patient navigator or nurse navigator also advocating for her no one is meant to suffer. Uh, we don't get extra brownie points for doing that, believe me. And this is 2021. We're, before we know it, we'll be into 2022. Um, there are uh, ways in which we can diminish side effects and diminish symptoms. Uh, fatigue is the number one side effect from radiation. And it just isn't feeling tired. It's a level of exhaustion as if you've run a marathon without stopping even to take a, a water break. And uh, so the doctor will say, plan on fatigue. Well, wait a minute, research has been done and it was done as long ago as 24 years ago and proved that for breast cancer patients, If they power walk for 30 minutes, five times a week, they can diminish or eliminate radiation fatigue by 71%. Then why are we still saying to patients plan on fatigue and not giving them the solution? It's so silly. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Some women are very worried about losing their hair. I've had women that have refused to get chemotherapy. If, if the drugs that have been recommended for them cause baldness. Well, there are now things, there are cold caps that patients can use that have shown to prevent them from having those hair follicles go boink and spit out of their scalp uh, so they can keep their hair. So why aren't patients being told about this? I don't know if it's habit for decades of We've always told them to just plan on these things or lack of knowledge, which would greatly disturb me. But wherever there's a a symptom or a side effect, we usually have a solution. We may not be able to make it completely go away, but we can get it to be very manageable so that we can restore her quality of life.
0: So what types of programs are available to support women with stage four
1: breast cancer? There are uh, several. There is an organization called Metaviver, which I think is a very clever name. And uh, it's a national organization for uh, metastatic breast cancer patients. There is also an organization called Metastatic Breast Cancer Network, which also provides support and resources for stage four breast cancer patients. I began offering metastatic breast cancer retreats back as early as 2006. And these are three days and two nights. Uh, so they're it's a long time together. I hold for Hopkins, I hold two a year. I also help other breast centers launch their first ones and continue to hold them at least annually. One is for couples. The other is for women not in a relationship. So they bring their female family caregiver, which could be their mother, their sister, sometimes it's their daughter. Every once in a while, it's even a best friend, but it's just one person who comes with them. And over these three days and two nights, we talk about the tough stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Even they haven't talked about to one another oftentimes. We help them find solutions. We give them coping skills. Um, There are sessions that make them laugh hysterically I'm a firm believer in laughter. Laughter builds our number of T-cells that our bodies produce. T-cells are the cancer-fighting cells in our body. So each time we have a genuine belly laugh, we're actually doing some of our own cancer treatment. We also share with them information about clinical trials across the country that they may not be aware of. We have a breast medical oncologist who comes in to personally answer questions uh, for them, general questions, as well as personal treatment questions for them. It's like getting a free consult. And they have a lot of networking time with one another, which they've never usually experienced before. Spouses and partners get time alone together, very important, because they haven't been able to be with someone else in their boat. Uh, And we also Take steps to prepare them for what probably is going to lie ahead. And rather than saying, I don't want to think about that right now, we want them to take control of their life. And a way to do that is to prepare and plan for end of life and get that finished so that when the time comes, they can spend their time, quality time with their family and not trying to do all these last ditch measures of getting their affairs in order financially and legally. oh, uh, it's, it, it's a nightmare when things have to be done in a hurry uh, and it doesn't get finished and then it becomes a nightmare for the family and it's not the way anyone should leave this world. Um, after these retreats are completed, every single retreat we have held, the patients and their loved ones want to remain connected. And they always ask that, uh, can we get one another's email addresses that you know what, we thought that might be the case. So, just write your initials beside your name that you agree to release your email and your post office address uh, and your cell phone number. Uh, and we will uh, make copies of these of this roster before everyone goes home. And then we've identified over those three days someone that we think is an informal leader among the group. And we'll ask that person to create a closed Facebook page for all of them. And they remain connected uh, via that closed Facebook page. They cheer one another on when they get good news on a scan. They pray for one another when someone gets bad news or needs to go on oxygen or uh, the clinical trial didn't work. So now they're going to try something different. Um, And they remain connected until there's just one person left, just one loved one left. And so that means they're connected in some cases for a decade or more, which is pretty terrific. We've also become aware that no matter what the distance, they will travel to one another's funerals. The patients that come to the Hopkins retreats are not just Hopkins patients. I open it up to any patient getting treatment anywhere in the United States They need to provide their own transportation to get to me at the retreat center. Um, But once they're there, everything is free.
0: What are some of the biggest challenges as women are living longer with their breast cancer?
1: Being believed that they have metastatic breast cancer, because oftentimes they will look very healthy. And um, we have this assumed image of what someone who has advanced cancer should look like. Like they should look like the walking dead. They should look like their uh, their their face should be drawn and ashen, maybe already jaundiced. They wouldn't be able to walk. They would be in a wheelchair. They can't eat. They can't go out. All these images that we have, and we need to undo that image, um, and and uh, maybe line up, you know, five people and say which patient in this lineup here has metastatic breast cancer. And there's one woman in a wheelchair and the other four is standing one with a tennis racket and one with her laptop and another one with a violin or whatever. And, uh, you know, everyone is going to go to the woman in the wheelchair. And I'm going to say, no, that woman has multiple sclerosis. And the other four all have metastatic breast cancer. So we can undo this this false image because it's very hurtful. Uh, They literally are not believed. Um, And they talk about that at at these retreats that they'll go to the grocery store and somebody that they haven't seen for a long time will walk out. Oh, you look great. Your cancer's gone, right? When do you finish your treatment? Well, I I will never be finished by treatment. Well, why is that? And it's exhausting and annoying. So we need to educate consumers to what the new image is of, well, my girlfriend refers to herself as a breast cancer thriver. So she doesn't say she's a survivor. She says she's a thriver. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to check back throughout Breast Cancer Awareness Month for more of this exclusive interview series, all found at oncdata.com.